eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Fiori gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger. And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viori.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viori.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Tremendous pride and humility. We say hello again. A genuine privilege to be back for a brand new season of Serie A. Ciao, buona giornata a tutti. È tornata la Serie A. This is the most entertaining league in the world. We make our predictions and we're always 100% wrong. What a season we have in store. Leo! On the biggest stage in Serie A. The feature will see now Oh, what a strike. Dybala finds a bottle. Watch out. It's Dybala. Parts chaos and virtuosity, always entertaining. New season of Serie A kicking off on Paramount Plus. The Serie A season kicks off this weekend. Here's a look at the upcoming fixtures. We have Frosinone taking on Scudetto winners Napoli, Inter Milan hosting Monza, Roma versus Salernitana, Udinese versus Juventus, Torino, Cagliari, and Bologna taking on AC Milan. You can watch all of these matches on Paramount+. Plus. And right now we are very excited to welcome in a member of our Serie A crew, Matteo Bonetti, who got the footy kit Friday memo. But this is not the kit I thought I'd be seeing you in, Matteo. 
I mean, if you're surprised by a Napoli kit, you guys are wearing kits from Vermont and from the seventh <laughs> division in Algeria. So at least I'm wearing the Scudetto winners. I got to represent a team that gave us incredible emotions. They treated us amazing when we went down to Naples this past year. So you got to give them a little bit of love. No, that's fine. I, I have to call you out, though, because I'm offended by something you tweeted out. You are not a fan of AC Milan's third kit. In fact, you tweeted out that you thought it was the ugliest it's terrible. that you've ever seen. What <laughs> is wrong with you? This there's kid a, is beautiful. Susanna, there, Susanna, there's a thing that's called tradition that we follow <laughs> very well in Italy. And tradition means you have you know, certain codes that every team follow. You have certain stripes, certain colors. You have to tell me what pink and purple has to do with Milan, which has the most legendary red and black stripes. I hate these alternative kits. Give me plain white, give me plain black. Give me the red and black, too. But what is this? It makes absolutely <laughs> no sense. It does not fit in with Milan. They'll probably sell it to, to I guess, a bunch of 12-year-old kids. They'll I don't know sell who's it to me. Traditionalists. <laughs> I love the tradition. They'll sell it to Susanna. So in terms of marketing to Susanna, they did a great job. Okay. I think that for the Milanisti, lifelong Milanisti, they're not big fans. I, I couldn't agree more with Matteo. <gasps> what is, what is your, this is what just is to sell. It's you right abandon now. You abandon... <laughs> The history of the club, the tradition of the it's club, the to sell, kid. to sell. Thank it's you. for money. They don't care about being fashion. They care about about selling the kid elsewhere. Yeah, it's brand recognition, but you're pink allergic and to her fun. gradient, the pink, and it's yeah, sure, it's fun, but yeah. Good whatever. Yeah. Like they could do something cool with white. They white is like the third color. It's part of the pa Yawn. color palette. Yeah. Fest. I'm with Suze. Yeah. <laughs> Have some fun. Take my money. Okay, anyway, let's chat. Let's, <laughs> uh, let's, let's get to why you're here, Mateo. Um, and that is to, to do a little, some season previews. And you are, you are very excited or looking forward to what Atalanta could possibly do this season in Serie A. Tell us why. Yeah, so Atalanta, we sat down with the owner earlier this year, Steve Payuca. And, you know, this, this is, these are people with, Big wallets. These are people that want Atalanta to grow in the States. And how do you grow Atalanta in the States? A club that really, if you're not outside of Bergamo, you're not going to follow them. You know, they represent the city of Bergamo. But outside of that, why would someone who has no ties to that city follow them? Well, you could start if they have really exciting style play, which they do. They have a clear identity. And they're replenishing so well. They sold Rasmus Hoyland, who played a total of six good months at a high level in his entire career. And they were somehow able to get around $70, $80 million for him from Manchester United. And instead of pocketing that money, they used that to basically fund their entire transfer market. I love the Gianluca Scamacca signing. A guy who already scored 16 goals when he was at Sassuolo two years ago. Terrible situation for him at West Ham under a manager, David Moyes, that does not want to play football, wants to sit back and park the bus. That was not for him. He's going to have a completely different situation in an Ivy League program under Gasperini. This is what Gasperini does to attackers. He is the Harvard of coaches for attackers. He gets the best out of them. You look down the line, Luis Muriel, Duvan Zapata, Malcontents, who are inconsistent. And then they join Gasperini. Suddenly, Muriel has the best scoring rate, goals per minute, except for Robert Lewandowski. Duvan Zapata's hammering in 20-plus. I think Gianluca Scamacca under Atalanta and Gasperini could be the capo cannoniere. Okay, so Gasperini definitely has another task on his docket, which is get the best out of Charles de Quetelare, the young Belgian who bowled at Club Brugge. What's, what's that face, Matteo? And then he showed up to Milan. Didn't you say and, he was Kaka-esque? underperformed. So... Yeah, he said he was Kaka-esque. 
That's bold. Yeah, I was fooled. I was fooled <laughs> along with everyone else. I was fooled by watching all of his clips when he was at Club Bruges and what he did in the Champions League and what he did with the Belgian national team. And he looked like a, a very competent player who had good technical ability. Then he joins Milan and clearly did not have the personality to play at such a big stadium with all those lights, all those fans, all that pressure. And he really shied away from it. He looked like a deer in the headlights anytime he was brought on. He was How? terrified. He played with fear and he did absolutely nothing in a season with Milan. If he doesn't work at Atalanta, he's out of the league next year. He, it, This is the perfect situation now for him to show what he's capable of because we know the talent's there but is the personality there? And that's something that defines you if you could play at a level like Milan. But how, how was he caught in, in the headlights? What, what was he doing? Was he in, in the Milan system? He wasn't hitting the right passes. He wasn't finding the right positioning. What was he doing so wrong? He wasn't doing anything. When he came on, you could just see the fear in his eyes. You know, you could see that he was someone that did not want the ball. When the ball came to him, it was almost like it was hot potato. Get rid of it as quickly as possible. He just kind of play the simplest pass. He wouldn't try any of the things that you saw him do when he was in Belgium. You know, the flicks, a little bit of trickery. It was nothing to do with the position. Oh, is he going to be a right winger? Is he going to be attacking midfield? No, wherever you put him, he was not influencing the game whatsoever. Pioli gave him a few chances, but at the end of the day, you put him in, it was like playing in 10 players, and that's why they were trying to desperately find a way out. And I actually think that Milan would have preferred to sell him outright. Now, Atalanta have an option. I think it's around $23 million if they want to buy him out, if he shows that talent, which actually could be a bargain for Atalanta. This is the place now for him to show his worth, which we know he's got the skill, but maybe the personality is what's lacking. Mateo, what are we thinking about Jose Mourinho's Roma side, given that they've made some, some low-key, under-the-radar signings. Yeah, they're still missing a, a, a capable striker, but it seems like they could be low-key competing for, for a Champions League spot at the very least with this squad that he has? I don't know. Honestly, I, I just can't see it happening. I feel like it's a fifth, sixth, or seventh place team again. Yeah, they've made some interesting signings. They brought in Hussam Awar, who's a talented attacking midfielder, brought him in on a free transfer. Renato Sanchez from PSG, energy, uh, dynamism, but he's had a problem staying healthy throughout his career. Leandro Paredes, I... I feel like he's not more than above average from what I've seen from him in Serie A. So I'm not sure if he's even a starter, if, if everyone's healthy. Mm. Other than that, you know, the striker situation is still a problem. It, whether it was Tammy Abraham, who had his expected goals was way higher than what he actually put in because he was wasteful last season. Andrea Belotti, who just couldn't score. A guy who once scored over 25 goals, who could, cannot even find the back of the net when he was put in the ideal circumstance. So... They don't have a striker who's been prolific up top. I feel like the team, maybe the best move they made this summer is getting rid of uh, Roger Ibanez to Al Ali. I have no idea why they paid 30 million euro for him. He was a liability at the back. Maybe they threw in a few supercars in a mansion and paid for all his bills uh, every time he goes out in a restaurant in Saudi Arabia. But I think that's a good move for Roma uh, to, to move on from that defender. But I, I feel like just with the interesting moves that some of the other top teams have made, it is crowded in the top six. And I just can't see Roma finishing in a Champions League spot. Well, I think that they couldn't have wor worked out better for Roma, given that Ibanez went for 30 million and they signed Evan Ndikwa, Ndika, who is for on a free, who is actually a quality defender. So I think they actually upgraded. Does it, the nine position there. is the only thing that big question mark. Though. Yeah, yeah. Mateo, let's go up north to Torino, Juventus. 
bit of a makeshift kind of process for them. Last season, a lot of problems off the field with the board and everything, but they still managed to get something out of the season. No European competition, but they do get the influx of American U.S. men's national team winger, Timo Weah, still Weston McKinney. What can we expect from the two USMNT players this season? I'm not sure if McKenney's a starter. Uh, I think that he hasn't shown enough to really be considered as one of the out-and-out starters, especially with the young, interesting players that Juve have in the midfield, like a Fajali or a Miretti. Wea's different. Wea's going to start at right wing back. It's not going to be the ideal solution for someone who likes to go forward because we know that Allegri loves to get his wing backs right back, right in line mm. with the center backs. It is a defensive system at the end of the day, but Wea's done really well in preseason. He's looked lightning quick. I think he's going to offer them uh, way more than Juan Cuadrado did, who was in the twilight of his career last season. So I really like the Wea signing. He's going to play right wing back, but he's versatile, right? He can play in many different positions. The thing to me really quickly that I cannot understand from a Juve standpoint is they wanted to get rid of Dusan Vlaovic to bring in Romelu Lukaku who has no resale value. They just sent away uh, Nicolo Rovella to Lazio as one of the best young deep line playmakers. It feels like they're playing for now. They're making moves for now for Allegri, who I can't see as long-term for Juventus' plans. Instead of really focusing on a year that should be a rebuilding season and just really give these young players a chance, I think Wea is a step in the wrong direction. And that Lukaku move, it didn't happen, but that would have been, in my mind, just one, two steps back. Well, Matteo, thank you so much. We can watch you tonight, correct? You guys have your Serie A preview show that's airing at 6 p.m. on the Galazzo Network. So we look forward to, to seeing you then. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. All right. And look, I'm still mad about the look at these. Milan. Oh, look at these beautiful still kids. Mad. Still oh, mad. All day. I'd, I'd rock fire. this. I'd rock this. See? No problem. That's I'd all I'm, I'm saying. Get, I'm getting one, actually. I'm the one. If, you have, if you have fashion <laughs> sense, getting one. you're buying this kit. Yes. <laughs> like, if you told me that something oh. happened in Milan, the mayor, this is his, it, he ran his campaign and oh, he listen, changed he Milan for the better. Story. It was pink and purple. Find the link to the color, the gold, because of La Madonnina, and you use the gold on your kit, I'll buy it. But this is just... It's so out of left field that convince me that there's heritage in those colors. Who cares? It's exactly. cool. It's Look modern you. football. It's cool. You can step outside the boundaries of tradition. Man. Since when are you so rigid with Lighten your up. Are you kidding me? Have some not, fun. My, my soccer. Live a little, Live a little Nico. <sighs> Good grief! It's you want to be Come in on. the in the Star Wars and the Phantom <laughs> Menace? Oh, don't, don't out my man! Don't out my he man! Wants be, don't he out wants my to be he wants to be waving lightsabers and, and you know, like a lightsaber. exactly. And you're gonna hate on this jersey? Yeah. All right, we're gonna. You're in the mirror and talking to yourself. <laughs> um, all right, guys, we are going to take another break, but we are going to chat some Bundesliga when we return. Willkommen. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link. 
taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Welcome back. The 23-24 Bundesliga season kicks off this weekend. Here's a look at the notable fixtures. Werder Bremen taking on Bayern Munich later today at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. Wolfsburg versus FC Heidenheim. Hoffenheim taking on Freiburg. Stuttgart versus Bochum. Leverkusen versus RB Leipzig. Dortmund taking on Köln tomorrow. And Union Berlin hosting Mines at 9.30 a.m. You can watch all of these matches on ESPN+. Plus. <gasps> Guys, here we go. Another, another season kicking off. Um, and it was a watch. Remember the end to that season last year? Mm. Last final match day. Heartbreak for Borussia Dortmund. Only getting a draw against Mines. And as it ends up, Bayern Munich clinched their 11th Bundesliga title in a row. They were even on points Jeez. with them, mm. but it came down to goal differential. If they and they they had the lead, they had the lead in that game. I think we were all thinking that this was going to be the year that Bayern were going to miss out, and it just didn't happen. Just didn't happen. Well, Thomas Tuchel rolled into a, oh, God. a Bundesliga title. <laughs> that was wild. I remember it does. God, it feels like a year ago, but it was only like. Three months, months ago. Two months ago. <laughs> Two months ago. Um, it was wild. But let's talk about uh, this new Bayern Munich side because we've got the addition of, of Harry Kane. Um, we've got Kim and Jay solidifying that back line. Thomas Tuchel, this will be his first full season in charge. Charlie, do you think that this is a team that's poised to win the title yet again? They should. But it hasn't clicked yet with Thomas Tuchel and, and Bayern Munich. So... You think with the addition of a Harry Kane that that's going to be the piece that brings everything together in terms of not only scoring goals and producing, but he opens up the field for everybody else. His movement, he's just supremely intelligent as a, a striker. So I would like to think that that's the missing piece because Bayern haven't been good since T Thomas Tuchel has, hmm. has taken over. They haven't been good. So even in... in uh, this, mat this last match against RB Leipzig in the cup match, it's not a, a vote of confidence if you're, if you're looking at that Bayern side. But now with Harry Kane from the start, I I'd like to think that Bayern have, they ha definitely have the, the mm -hmm. quality to win the Bundesliga and should win it fairly easy given the depth. But it hasn't, it hasn't been good in terms of the way that they've played games. It hasn't been... It's been more individual as, as opposed to like a unit and pressing as a team and building out of the back as a team. I think Kim Min Jae is a, is a big piece as well because it gives you a little bit more flexibility to play a back three instead of that back four. Right after the Super Pokal that they lost to Leipzig 3-0, Thomas Tuchel was brutally honest. Very strange because you usually don't hear managers say, I don't know what else to do after that loss. <laughs> but now with Harry Kane, with Kim Min Jae, he has to figure out what to do. There's no excuses. It's Bayern. You have a super team and it's very complete all around. Rafa Guerrero, once he comes back from injury, slotting into left back, he was a, a pivotal player for Dortmund. Alfonso Davies. Maybe you can shift Alfonso Davies around, but Ra Rafael Guerrero is top. Maybe he doesn't have his speed, but the way he incorporates himself into the midfield, but hold up, if we get into that debate, we're going to mm. get detracted from my point. What I want to say is Thomas Tuchel 
has a very important responsibility in getting the most out of Yamal Muziala. With Harry Kane, everything that you mentioned about him, how he makes everybody better around him, this wonder kid, because he is that good, in the same breath, you know how we speak about Jude Bellingham being that, that wonder kid, so young and supremely talented, Yamal Muziala has that as well, and he scored the championship winning goal for Bayern in that last match day, and it felt like it was individual effort most of the time. Like you said, once it all comes together collectively, that's when we're going to see the best out of him because he's so young and hopefully they can figure it out. I think this is a Bayern team that when you look at Harry Kane and Kim and Jai, they're looking for more than just the Bundesliga. I think this is a team that's set to compete on multiple fronts. Bayern winning teams of the past, they can rest a big player. You can rest the Thomas Müllers, who's also part of this team. He keeps getting older, but he keeps producing as well in the assist department. This is a team that I think as Harry Kane gets settled in, we'll compete in the UEFA Champions League as well. And as much as we're making such a big fuss, as we rightly should, about Harry Kane, 30-plus goals for Tottenham last season. And if Erling Holling never existed, would have won the Golden Boot and probably be in a bigger running for Premier League PFA Player of the Year. But what I'm so excited about Kim and Jay was Bayern at the back had some Big, big issues. Five losses at home last season. That is not typical of Bayern Munich. It's a fortress when you go to Bavaria. Kim Min Jae will be massive to thwart any opposing attacks in the Bundesliga. And I think his experience and his form last season in the Champions League will be that much bigger. All right, let's transition over to Borussia Dortmund. You mentioned the loss of, of Jude Bellingham. How do they replace him? Have they done enough to replace him, Charlie? Because he was such an important piece for them. Yeah, I don't think they've done yeah. enough. <laughs> Jude Bellingham is, is, as we're already seeing, a, a top, top player, world class. And he's the difference maker. He was the difference maker for this Dortmund side. And at the end of the last season, he, he was injured. And I think that played, he didn't a, play in last yeah, match that, that played a big part in them mm -hmm. not winning the Bundesliga. If he's playing, I, I, they, they win that title. But I don't... I know we don't have that much time, so I, I want to shift away from I know Dortmund. where you're going. I know where you're <laughs> don't going. Do don't do it. Yes! Don't do it. Victor Bode. Yes! yes! I knew you were going there. Bayern Leverkusen, <laughs> I think, are going to surprise teams mm. this season. They are going to be the, the true challenger to, to Bayern Munich, I think, mm. this season. Because it's Victor Boniface. We saw him absolutely ball yeah. in Europa League. And they At lost Moussa Diaby. Xabi Alonso a lost loss. a very important player. But they upgraded with Boniface up top. And then Florian Wirtz is incredible. Coming back from injury last year, he got that uh, season under his belt. This year, he's going to take off. Um, so the, I, the, I, midfield, then, the midfield, Ezequiel Palacios yeah. and Defensive oh. midfield to give you balance in the midfield. Xabi Alonso has everything in oh. front to take this team to the top. So look for Bayer Leverkusen. They also have, they also have Grimaldo, left back yeah. from Benfica. They just got him. He, is, he scored a banger in the Champions League in the group stage, you guys remember. Probably the best goal of the Champions okay. League. And Frimpong is yeah, right Frimpong, back. Oh, Frimpong, uh, Jonathan Ta, Tapsoba. Do you have a young group of players that have been progressing together in Bayern Leverkusen? Their Europa League run last year, I think they can build off of that. I like that shout. So them playing Leipzig this weekend is a massive game. I like to see mm. what know, times Timo team? Werner and fun, fun, fun. Luis oh, Openda as well uh, together up top. So this is a must-watch match. 
in the Bundesliga. Tomorrow morning. The, the Bundesliga is awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Says the I man in a Freiburg kit. No, do you know what? I'm a, that's gonna. I'm. I'm gonna get on the Liverpool. You're convinced. Train. I'm convinced. I'm sold. Well done, and I love Xavi Alonso, so, you know, you know. Uh, all right, guys, we're going to take a break. We are uh, chatting some other big games in Europe when we return. Don't go anywhere. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back. Lots of soccer around Europe to enjoy this weekend. Here's a look at the notable matches in La Liga. We've got Mallorca taking on Villarreal today at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Almeria versus Real Madrid tomorrow at 1.30. Um, we also have Osasuna taking on Athletic. Barcelona versus Cadiz on Sunday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. And also on Sunday, Betis taking on Atletico Madrid. So let's start there. Atletico opened their season with that 3-1 win over Granada. Betis took down Villarreal 2-1. Nico, what are you expecting to see in this matchup? Oh, El Ingeniero Pellegrini, the engineer uh, Mauricio Pellegrini has done, and Manuel Pellegrini, excuse me, has done an incredible job with this Betty side, has made them an attractive team with Borja Iglesias up top leading the line. Um, they lost Sergio Canales, but they've, they've kept at it, and, and winning in match state one was huge, so the Estadio Benito Villamarín, which is their home stadium, is going to be popping off for a big game against Atletico Madrid. They, what was that face? Well, Didn't like the Benito Villamarín? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a raucous yeah. atmosphere at the Benito Villa Marín. Um, and at, Atletico... He didn't say Drogba. He didn't say Drogba. It's, it's empty. And, and Atletico Madrid, the other day we were watching the game, it, they have the tools to, to win La Liga. A, La Liga title. So they need to go step by step, wins on the road, especially in very tough atmospheres like the Benito Villa Marín. What do you doing. think happens with Joao Felix? Because it seems I, like uh, he's, Joe, Joe. he's trying to force a move. They're not going to let him go. Well, when you have a player that's unhappy, we, we saw them do it without him yeah. just this week on, on Monday. I don't... Nico, question for you. He hasn't in, been impactful. In this matchup, Isco. Pellegrini reunited with Isco. How impactful is a player like that in this game? Because I was impressed with him in that first match. In their way. Yeah, and hopefully he keeps it up. Mind you, he had been out of club football for like six months when they didn't pick up the – when nobody picked up an option, he became a free agent in, in the summer, and Betis picked him up. He was six months without playing football, so he was good. He's a, a creative player for them that uh, can be the difference maker – but he hasn't been over a long stretch of time in La Liga. So it's, it's up to him. He's, he's got the talent, but I want to see him impress 
week in, week out. All right, let's, uh, let's move it along to the match that I think, I don't know, I think we're all pretty excited about in the Premier League, and that is Manchester City taking on Newcastle United. Newcastle looked really convincing in their first game of the season, that 5-1 win over Aston Villa. Aston Villa was also very good last year. And yeah. this, you know, I think that there was, Newcastle finished top four, and they're in Champions League, and suddenly they're in this sort of, this conversation of teams that could potentially go on top. Charlie, I believe you you were kind of kind of a doubter a little bit um, about Newcastle, but this start to the season feels like if they can get a result against City, as Anita said, they haven't haven't beat City since, since 2000. But how much of a boost would this be for Newcastle? How much confidence would a result against City give you, especially given how you've already started the season? I wouldn't say doubter, you, but to win you the said not top four. <laughs> what? Not top four. You said you, what? He said they yeah, were not. I said they top wouldn't be team. top four. Yeah. I said Liverpool mm. would be. Thank mm. you. It's tough. But mm. yes, this this is a big matchup for for I'd say more so for Newcastle to say. It, can we compete yes. with the Manchester City? We're in Champions League. How good are we? And it's going to come down to that midfield. No KDB, that's a big issue for Manchester City. Yes, they have depth, but KDB was different. He's a different type 100%. of profile than anyone they have, whether it be Bernardo Silva, who was out ill for this UEFA Super Cup, so I expect him to be back. But Cole Palmer is not that guy. You know, Phil Foden is not that guy. So... This is where Pep Guardiola has to come up with a solution to find that link-up play for uh, Erling Haaland because that's 11 assists that KDB gave to Haaland last year. And it was much more than that, just the way that they played off of each other. Same thing for, for Haaland to be that player who KDB would run off of and create for other players, if not for himself. So they have to figure out a, a, a better way to find uh, passes into Erling Haaland's feet to get him more involved because he was more on an island in this match, uh, match uh, against Sevilla without, without KDB there. So it's going to be an incredible matchup, and you know Newcastle with the, the intensity that they play with. I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing this game. I'm this also looking forward to Alexander Isak. What he did in that first match, He's two fun. goals, he looks like a player who's hungry and re ready to really take responsibility over the attack of Newcastle. Callum Wilson, who was a stud last season, on the bench, got a goal. You have now balance and you have depth in that striker position. Alexander Isak can also play as a winger, left winger, oftentimes. He'll be the number nine. I said can also play, but that is the matchup I'm looking at. How does he play against this city back three or back four? How does Pep Guardiola handle a striker who is coming out with a bang? Ooh, it's going to be fun. That game tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, here's a look at some other notable fixtures to look forward to this weekend in the championship. We've got Leeds taking on West Brom. Wrexham taking on Swindon Town. Excelsior versus Ajax. And then we've got Toulouse versus PSG. Do you think we'll see Kylian Mbappe? I do. You do? Yes. Hmm. And back in training, he's back and scoring. I don't I don't I don't think Dembele will be I think he's still probably got another week of training, but we'll see. Dembe um, Dembele is gonna be a big addition. It is. It's gonna be fun. All right, we're taking a break, guys. We are chatting some women's world cup, diving into that final between England and Spain on the other side. Don't go anywhere. It all comes down to this. Jenny Chu, um, number one, 
how excited are you that we're finally at this place? We were talking about it. I feel like after the group stage, it just... It went so fast. Yeah, it was like, oh my gosh. You blinked and it's gone. We're here. But let's um, let's dive into both of these teams. England taking on Spain. This will be the first World Cup title for either team. England are going to have Lauren James back after serving that red card suspension. So... What does she bring? How much better are they yeah. with her start? on the pitch? Yeah, the and biggest does question start? is, does she start after not having started the last two matches and England still finding they were th their way through? I think yes. I think you have to put her on the pitch. She's that kind of player that makes an absolute difference. I mean, a wide central hybrid type of player, but goodness gracious, her talent is beyond measure. I mean, when she plays with Chelsea, which I'm a Chelsea fan, so I've seen her play many, many times, the way that she can score in so many different ways, the way that she play makes, I mean, the passes, the way that she cuts inside from both sides, I mean, she is equally footed. On, like you cannot defend her because you can't shut down one side. There's some players that are very one-footed, especially in the women's game. Lauren James, not even a little bit. I mean, she grew up playing with Reese James um, on his boys' teams growing up. And, I, you know, I want to say I have a little bit of a connection with her because so did I play on my older brother's teams. And I'm nowhere near as cool as Lauren James. But he's two years older. Reese James is two years older. And just that experience of playing with boys um, pushes you to be so much quicker in your thought process, in your in your actions, um, and she absolutely has that. You're waiting, you're to bite on this. No, no, I, I couldn't agree more. I I liken her to in in the same way for the counterattack game with Miyazawa in Japan, just having that explosive counterattack opportunity in transition. Lauren James would be able to, to capitalize on those opportunities. So I think she has to play mm -hmm. in this game, and she's well rested. You don't she have to has worry to about play. that. Um, on Spain's side. Yeah. Who are the who are the players that need to perform? Need to have big performances. Aitana has balled the entire tournament, and she. Bon, Ma, bon Mati. Bon Mati. So. I, 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 yeah, yeah. Aitana Bon Mati. I like going by the first name only. How they used have it on the back of their kits, but Aitana has balled, and without her. Spain would lose a lot of creativity, spark, dynamicism, not, not specifically because of her movement, but the ball she can play, how creative she is, how she can unsettle. She needs, she, like, you know, when you gotta have that legacy performance, this can be a legacy performance for her, and, and they need to take advantage because there were moments, Spain, where I saw them hold this possession, be very patient. And, and, and not capitalize, and especially against England, that could be, they could punish Spain and it won't be good, yeah. Caldente starts or Parayuelo in this mm. match? It would be awesome to see if Parayuelo, if Parayuelo gets the start. But what do you think? They have it, they have it. She's been really good off the bench, but if you want to take a risk in a final, change things up, I would personally go with Parayuelo. I don't know if Vilda is gonna do it. Mm. What do you think, Jenny? No, I think Redondo is the person that you would take out for her to go in, and Redondo has also scored, I think, three goals this World Cup. I mean, she's been doing great as well. Both of them, I mean, they're, they're stacked up front. I don't think you start her, which is very hard for me to say because I'm such a big fan of Barcelona. Yeah. Um, Salma is incredible, and I think she has such a future in front of her. I mean, not even the future. Like, this is her moment to, to make a name for herself, and she has. But. I think that it's been working for Spain to bring her off the bench. In the last two matches, she comes in as that spark late, and she gets the goals right away. I get starting her, but I think the biggest topic I want to talk about when it comes to Spain is not starting 
Alexia Puteas, mm. which is such a difficult thing to say because it is Alexia Puteas. But I think the team looks different without her on there. She hasn't been clicking the way that you want after an injury. Um, Jenny Hermoso plays a different role when she's not in, and I think she's better in that role. Um, what do you think? So you start Esther Gonzalez yes. as a nine? Yes. And bring Jenny Hermoso as a, as a, a ten? As a ten. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, okay, question for you. I think he will do that. You do? This is, this is more, I don't know, I, this is more of like an existential question about Spain, though. So England, England have played in major finals before, right? They've won the Euros before. This is going to be Spain's first appearance in a major mm -hmm. final. How do, you, how do you not let the moment kind of get to you? You know, like, how does that happen? Well, you got to remember that most of them play for Barcelona, so they've played in Champions League finals. Sure. So... Yes, you're playing for your country for the first time, but they've been there. They've been in a Champions League final. A lot of these players have played for Barcelona. They've played together. I don't think, given that they now are in a World Cup final, beating uh, Sweden in the semifinal, it's not going to be a daunting task for them. Now, in the way that they play, they have to be careful in the transition mm. because that's yeah. where they've been hurt. So you would think that Jose Vilda will be a, a coach who's going to say, guys, when we lose possession, we already have to be anticipating the counter. And when we have possession, be, just be smart when we do get those opportunities to finish that it's a good shot on target. It's not in a position where they can counter on us right away. Mm -hmm. I think it's so interesting, though, because England has played in different formations. You yeah. know, they've gone from the four-back to the three-back, and they can go either way. So if Spain is set up for something... England can clearly change it up. Um, and they've proved to be successful in both. They've been more successful with the three-back and the 3-4-3. Three, three, but um, with that kind of nuance that Serena Wegman can switch mm. it up, it makes it very difficult for Spain. The wow. in-game management How incredible for top. Serena Wegman oh as well. You want a little this nugget? This woman's incredible. Yes, I love nuggets. Whoever wins on Sunday will equal the men's of that respective country for World Cups. I love that. It's a great nugget. Thank you, Nico. Nico knows. Nico knows nuggets. He does. <laughs> <laughs> Quick reminder before we go, MLS games, regular season games return this weekend as well yes. as NWSL. So no excuses not to watch soccer. Guys, thanks so much for watching Morning Footy. Have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the finals. We'll see you on Monday. Have a good one. Bob's kid. <laughs>